opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. This following program is sponsored by Causeway LLC. Information in this broadcast is not intended as an investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa are not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk. Gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Matthew is locally based right here in Tulsa. Questions, comments, concerns? Call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the KRMG app. Now, here's Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Good afternoon. As we do every Sunday at 5 on KRMG, we get to the cutting edge of finance with cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore more bob cooper filling in for russell mills who is now on the uh, he's on the 13th at southern hills by the way about three shots off the pace we'll let you know how he does in the meantime don't believe that in the meantime here is the guy who's the head honcho the baron of uh, the blockchain matthew j moore ladies and gentlemen hey thank you so much bob it's always great to be introduced by a legend and yes, we are in studio, and we are going to unpack a wonderful show today. And so if you are maybe crypto curious, maybe you're a misfit day trader or the hobby investor, and most certainly maybe even a Bitcoin hater, well, we welcome all of you guys because we want to have a wonderful conversation. We want to educate, keep people safe. But before we dive into today's show, I do want to say happy Bitcoin pizza day. Well, you might be thinking, what in the world is that, Matt? Well, it is a historical moment in Bitcoin's history, which is when the first transaction was made in Bitcoin. A gentleman bought two large pizzas for roughly 10,000 Bitcoins many years ago that now would actually be worth uh, $300 million roughly. So uh, hope those pizzas were delicious, man. Well, uh, this is one of America's only radio shows dedicated to Bitcoin and the digital ecosystem itself. Grab an orange pill and join us down the rabbit hole of Bitcoin. It just might change your future. And yes, unfortunately, Russell is still out this week, but no worries, Russell. We got this. Yes. You know why? Because we've got to keep the most cutting edge show on KRMG going, and we are most certainly doing that. And if you are wondering, yes, Bitcoin is here to stay, and so are we. Despite any market conditions, our commitment does not waver, and we are in it to win it. Patience and knowledge is key, and that is why we bring you this show every Sunday. We want you to have the same conviction that we have. And in other words, in the GigaChad himself, this was stated by Michael Saylor, the Bitcoin price is currently set by those with more money and less knowledge than you. And in time, though, they will get the knowledge and you will get the money. Very soon, my friends, the tables will turn, and the one person sitting by my side filling in for our host, Eric Cooper, well, he, he kind of believes this, too. He's our friend and sponsor, Scott McElroy. Scott, are you ready to chit-chat about that BTC? Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, markets are down, and yes, traditional stocks are in bear market territories. Inflation is still at a 40-year high, and the economy is falling fast into a recession. Uh, centrally planned economies from the top down, in my opinion, never work, and same goes for centrally planned monetary systems. The decisions of an elite few are 
Again, distorting market signals and the central bank will do everything it can to maintain the illusion of control. Things are looking rough, and the capitulation in the cryptocurrency space will most likely continue as the masses misunderstand Bitcoin and respond to the posturing of the central bank. Unfortunately, this pain is real for many, many people, so please hang on. Yeah, it is, Matt. However, will the cryptocurrency space share the same fate as the Internet? You know, in December uh, December 5th of 2000, the Daily Mail newspaper published an article with this headline, Internet may just be a passing fad as millions give up on it. I guess we all know how that one turned out, didn't we? Yeah. I think it's probably safe to say that Bitcoin is following a similar bumpy road as the Internet took. But how will this journey of adoption look for those people who are just now starting their life and careers? Well, luckily today, we get to find that out. Uh-huh, 100. We're going to vibe it today. And, you know, here's here's the question. What does Bitcoin mean for Gen Z and the millennials? Uh, is Bitcoin going to be our ticket out of the wealth gap that's been artificially created by the central bank and the United States government? Well, we'll discuss this and more with our two special guests, and you don't want to miss it. But before we kick things off, this segment is important to, to be known. Is made possible by a company called Hedge. And my question to you is, do you have a strategy to obtain cryptocurrency on a regular basis? I mean, especially when it's on sale. Do you plan to automate your dollar cost averaging? What about get all or part of your paycheck in cryptocurrency? Hedge is revolutionizing how you get paid. Hedge makes it easy to automatically convert your pay into crypto. Whether you're an employer or employee, you can get started in four easy steps. Yes, that's right, four easy steps. Start getting paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. It's really up to you. Crypto is a long-term play, and start a strategy today. Hedge is here to make it easy to stack those sats month after month. What are you waiting for? Start living on the hedge and please go check them out at gethedge.io. Again, that is gethedge.io. And if, hey, you know, if you want to do me a favor and tell them that I sent you, you can go to my website, mattjmore.com, and just on the homepage, scroll down, you'll see a button that says Get Hedge. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Well, Scott, what do we got today? Well, today on the show, we've got Nick and Griff from the podcast known as The Nick and Griff Show. And Nick, and that's spelled NYC, and in his own words, it's fancy, <laughs> is. Uh, is based here in Tulsa, but I believe uh, Griff is joining us uh, from California on the phone. And so our, our first question is here. Guys, welcome uh, to one of America's only uh, radio shows dedicated to Bitcoin. And please say hello and introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Griff, you on the line there? Thanks for having me on. Well, we're doing a lot better now that you're on the line with us. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you can you guys just sh uh, just real quick, you know, give us a few deets on yourselves. Man, a few deets on us. You know, we, uh, we're really good friends. We met uh, playing college football. Um, we both played four, I think Griff played five years. Of, am I, is that right? Did you play five years of college football, Griff? Man, I can't even count that many years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, so we met, we met playing college football, and, uh, man, we're really good friends. And this guy uh, jammed an orange pill down my throat, and here we are. Griff, do you want to you add anything to that? No, yeah, so me and Nick met. Uh, he was actually at my second school. I transferred into Albany. I think it was Nick's second school. Uh, we basically ended up being roommates, uh, kind of backup quarterbacks together, scouting guys together through various injuries and whatnot in our fifth year of school. So we kind of just bonded over that when we met at uh, University at Albany. And once we graduated from there, we 
kind of got reconnected through Bitcoin. So yeah, kind of right. as Nick said, here we are. They're being humble. They're actually kind of a big deal. So, uh, but you know, I, I always welcome all sorts of wonderful guests, and today is going to be a great conversation. And here's here's my question for you guys. Um, you know, I I obviously you know have been in Bitcoin for a while. You guys have jumped in it. You're, you're really excited. Uh, can you each give us your reason why the drop in the markets is actually getting you excited instead of fearful? Because some people get fearful when they see the price of Bitcoin go down. And, you know, obviously we all have our convictions. So what's your conviction and, and why are you excited about the, the space still? Absolutely. You know, I think first it's it's uh, it's important to understand that a lot of a lot of retail investors right now are investing in Bitcoin as if it's some type of speculative asset, right? right? They treat it very similar to the stock market. So it seems to make sense to me that it's currently trading exactly like the stock market is, right? It dumps when the stock market dumps, it, and it pumps when the stock market pumps. But um, I think I can uh, probably speak for both Griff and I um, and, and say that we're both really excited whenever the market goes down. Uh, Griff, may, may you uh, add in why we might be excited about that? Well, yeah, because me and Nick are not exactly guys who got into Bitcoin in 2008, nine, or anything like that. We got into Bitcoin in the last couple of years, so price has been at what, Nick? When you first got in, it was probably at sixty thousand. I think so it was right at fifty-seven. Yeah. Dip in the price, and we can actually accumulate more uh, with the same amount of fiat dollars. We're pretty excited about it because one Bitcoin is always going to remain one Bitcoin, which is kind of how we started every show on our podcast. That's right. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Yeah. Hey, guys. So what do you believe the best advice right now in surviving a bear market? You know, I think uh, my, my thought on this is, is probably two parts here. So first part, um, you know, generally, you probably shouldn't be investing in stocks or Bitcoin or really anything else with money that you need to live your life. Right. If you're, if you're investing more than you can handle, that's probably not a great move financially. Um, but but more importantly, um, you know, part B would be continue to buy, you know, uh, the more you can buy, you, you can lower your a, your average cost basis, meaning that the average price that you buy at reduces, uh, which is which is a great piece of that. Right. Dollar cost averaging. What about you, Griff? Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in a bear market, I don't think uh, it's really hard to be right, right? But when it comes to Bitcoin, it's really more of a savings account in the long term. You have to really monitor your time preference um, and just make sure you're investing things that you see for the long term, not necessarily the short term. And if you believe in things in the long term, then really you're just buying things at a discount um, during these kind of times. So you should really kind of be excited into a bear market. Um, just depends, I guess, right, whether you're able to prepare for it or not, if you have any dry powder left or not, uh, sometimes is the question. But weather the storm and just keep believing in what you believe in. I love it. Well, guys, I love getting your input on this, and I look forward to carrying on the conversation. When we come back, uh, we're going to ask Nick and Griff what it's been like building a career in life in the 2020s and how Bitcoin fits into the picture for them. You don't want to miss it. Moments away, more cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, Scott, Nick, and Griff right here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to Cryptocurrency on KRMG. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills on the definitive cutting-edge radio show on the air in Tulsa, for that matter, and most cities across the nation and the world. Here is your host of Cryptocurrency, Matthew J. Moore. 
Hello, Tulsa. Hello, world. And welcome back to one of America's only radio shows dedicated to cryptocurrency. Yes, we talk about money. Yes, we talk about technology. But this is not uh, professional financial advice. We're just giving you our opinions and thoughts. And yes, we are excited. And you might think we're a little weird, but uh, we're here to share that weirdness and hopefully rub off on you a little bit. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And in fact, you know, every week on Sundays, we bring wonderful guests in to have conversations about the future of Bitcoin. What does that mean? What does it look like? How do we build a life with Bitcoin? And to help me unpack this journey and this conversation, yes, my co-host is out today, but filling in for him is Scott McElroy. He is a good friend and sponsor of the show. Scott, thanks for filling in for the uh, legendary Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Actually, I think we got two legendary Coopers. We got Bob Cooper and Eric Cooper, all part of the show. <laughs> all right, well, guys, uh, we're going to introduce our guests today. Uh, we've got uh, Nick and Griff from the Nick and Griff Show. It's a podcast. You can find it on all major podcast platforms. Yes, they are uh, Bitcoin fanatics, uh, kind of like me as well. Um, but uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. So, yo, yo, yo! Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, Griff, Griff, you there? Yeah, you thank on the you line guys with us? For having us on. Oh, I'm, I'm here. Fantastic. And hey. go ahead, Scott. Remind us, remind people where they can find our show. Yeah. And, uh, hey, everyone. If you miss an episode of this radio show, you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, of course, krmg.com. So if you miss an episode, we've got you covered. That's right. And Nick and Griff, you guys are on the same platforms, right? We are, yeah. We're on all the major platforms as well as YouTube. We do have a video on our podcast as well. Awesome. Well, last segment, we teased this idea of being a millennial and a Gen Zer and how Bitcoin might be our ticket out of the wealth gap. So, Nick and Griff, I want to start here. Why do you think Bitcoin is the answer for so many young people? Why are they turning to Bitcoin? I mean, it's it's pretty much a sure thing that Social Security will not be available for us. And uh, and the opportunity to own assets just kind of seems to get harder and harder. Can, can you guys give us a reason why you see Bitcoin as hope for these two generations? You know, I think uh, I think part of this is as simple as, you know, younger generations, younger people are more comfortable and familiar with technology. Right. Um, and uh, and they're more familiar with the digital world. And just so happens to be that Bitcoin is the native money of the Internet, of the digital world. But, uh, you know, maybe a little bit on a deeper level, I think the younger people are feeling uh, more than ever that the current money that we use is so manipulated and fake. And I, I think it's getting to a point where. You know, the people at the top, whatever you want to call them, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to put tinfoil hats on today, but I don't know. You know, that, the I think Illuminati. Still, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they might be uh, okay. having some issues hiding what they're doing. <laughs> what do you think, Griff? Yeah, no, I mean, and to go on, piggyback off of that, we've lived in pretty much a time that it's been highly inflationary with an average inflation rate since 1971 of about three and a half percent. And what is it now? Like 8.3%. Yeah. I think young people are just tired and have quite a mistrust for the federal reserve and central authorities guarding our money supply. And we see how, you know, if you look at history and you look at the last 50 years that just simply cannot be trusted. So Bitcoin is that permissionless open source um, entity that can actually fix a lot of problems for us. So I think Bitcoin is hope for young people uh, in a sense because we're living in a world that's been highly inflationary and, you know, it's kind of hard to look for some bright spots at times, but Bitcoin is that. Yeah, it's it's basically verify. You know, you can verify something. Don't just trust it. Verify. Hey, can you guys tell us how you stumbled upon Bitcoin and why it clicked with you? And as uh, Paul Harvey used to say, uh, give us the rest of the story. I got I yeah. gotta let I gotta let Griff go first here because he's the guy that orange pilled me. 
Yeah, no, so when me and Nick were at Albany, we got done playing, and then that spring of, what was that, 2020, um, we both DoorDash and had a pretty high time preference at those days. We would DoorDash, <laughs> and then we would just go get something to eat, and both of our girlfriends at that time were pretty far away from us, so we were pretty much dating at the time. <laughs> but around the same time I was DoorDashing, we were both economics majors, and I would do well in school, but a lot of the traditional finance stuff never made a lot of sense to me. Um, and I took a class with kind of one of the head professors there and all he would do is curve grades and curve grades. And then finally in my last economics class, it was taught by a fifth year PhD student. He was curving grades too. And so I was like, man, so what does anybody know about economics here? And then I stumbled upon to a Robert Breedlove Twitter thread about hard money and soft money and read a little bit about Bitcoin. And I had a friend who bought some and I bought some and kind of never stopped learning from there. And then I wouldn't stop bugging Nick about it up until the point we started a podcast. But uh, I don't know, Nick, what was it like hearing me talk to you about it for so long? Oh, and God. I was obviously super invested into it. For sure. Yeah. So so whenever I graduated, I worked in the legacy financial system for 16 months. And it was uh, everything that you can think of, you know, equities, uh, insurances, cash flow management, um, you know, retirement planning, estate planning, taxes, the whole thing. And Griff that whole time's in my ear talking about Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. And it just did not make sense with what I thought was reality. Um, it wasn't until I got all the way down to the end of my stint there um, and, and I'm now in commercial construction here in Tulsa with Ascend Commercial Builders that I was like, you know, let me look into this. And I started looking into it and I thought, man, this kind of makes sense. Maybe, maybe what I thought was reality is not really reality. And, uh, you know, here we are eight months later. I, I think, uh, you know, Griff and I were talking on the phone for hours and hours. And I was like, dude, I can't believe this is this is real. You know, so so here we are now, uh, as you, as some would call us uh, Bitcoin maximalists. We are the maxis here. Well, I think, uh, you know, Scott, Scott's got another question. We got a couple more minutes left before we got to go to break here. Yeah. So uh, why did you guys start a podcast? And probably the bigger question is, do you think education is kind of the biggest uh, challenge in the Bitcoin space, crypto space in general. Yeah, so I, I guess kind of following up with that that last piece, you know, uh, Griff Orange pilled me hard, real hard. I, I dove in, and uh, you know, like I said, we we started talking on the phone for maybe an hour and a half, two hours every other day, and and at that point, I'm just trying to catch up to what he had learned up to that point. So I'm like, man, I didn't know this, and he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, keep going, keep going, go look at this. <laughs> he's kind of pointing me in the right direction, and. Um, you know, thankfully, I, I never went down the crypto road. I went, I went straight Bitcoin the whole from the jump, um, which was really nice. But yeah, so we we started uh, we started talking on the phone. We eventually got to the point where it was like we got to share this with the world. And uh, you know, as far as education, man, I think that that is a huge missing piece in the puzzle. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's done the research, that's looked into it, gone down the rabbit hole, that is not still to this day consistently buying Bitcoin every single chance they can get. What about you, Griff? Yeah, absolutely. We really just wanted to, honestly, the one goal we had is we didn't know how many listeners we'd have. So we, we both got orange filled by kind of smaller podcasts or smaller outlets. So we just, you know, if we could get one more person into it, it's worth it. And I think the biggest challenge is it's such a paradigm shift. We live in a world where money continually gets worse over time and convincing people that that doesn't have to always be the, the the thing with money. It doesn't have to inflate over time and lose purchasing power. Money can actually be better than what it is today. Um, and that's just a hard thing to get uh, people's minds around sometimes. Yeah, I know. I, I think uh, education is definitely part of the process. And, you know, there's a lot of misunderstandings and misclassifications in the space. And, and you know, we I think we were having a chat before we went live, which was, you know, 
uh, a lot of people will just make these blanket assumptions uh, without doing any research. But then once they start doing their own research, they they really start to kind of see the light on where things are going just technologically. Uh, but I want you to stick around. Um, we, uh, you know, we're going to be back with some more conversation here. But if you got questions about Bitcoin, how to navigate this space, you can go to my website, mattjmore.com. I even have a resource page where you can learn how to buy. So thank you. We will be back. More cryptocurrency in just a moment here on KRMG. Stand by for a news and weather break. At 6 o'clock, the evening edge with Todd Holst on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. One zero two three KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk, welcoming you back to cryptocurrency. Bob Cooper here for Russell Mills, whom we expect back uh, fully on board next Sunday at five o'clock. Earlier today, you've heard words like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and maybe words you don't know much about. Another term we're going to hear in just a couple of minutes that I need some explanation on is fiat money. That's part of it, also. And here to uh, get us through. The jungle, the orange-filled jungle, if you will. The host of our show, Matthew J. Moore. That's right. Some would call me the host with the most, but I'm handing out those orange pills, getting people into Bitcoin, understanding where this rabbit hole goes. And yes, fiat money is part of that picture, part of the conversation. And if you were asking or wondering, what is fiat money? Well, fiat money is just simply something that is designated money uh, by decree of the government. It's usually a use of force uh, in order to uh, make sure that people use it or utilize it as money. Uh, so basically, fiat is just by decree, uh, whereas the origins of hard and sound money usually comes from the grassroots, from the free market, where people decide, well, this is a good form of money. We're going to roll with it and use it as a store of value. So that's a whole nother conversation, but just in case you were you were wondering. Uh, but to help me with this conversation today, uh, my co-host is out, but I've got my friend, my sponsor, my buddy, Scott McRoy. Scott, thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we'll just have to tell Eric I did a great job. You do? You are you doing a great <laughs> job, yeah. So if you've missed the last couple of segments, uh, we've been chatting with Nick and Griff from the podcast known as, well, it's their name, The Nick and Griff Show. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you guys for having us. So I, I yeah, want to ask you a little much. bit about your, yeah, sorry, I didn't leave room there for Griff. You there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. No worries. Awesome. Uh, so I want to just ask you real quick about your perspective. So you guys are in your 20s. How has Bitcoin changed your time preference? And can you can you explain that concept a little bit? Man, time preference. This is one of my favorite topics here recently. I think it's got a huge impact here. So I guess in short, time preference is the degree to which you prefer the present versus the future. Um, now, time, pre uh, time preference is always going to be positive, right? Because we have to we have to consume in order to live today, right? Uh, saving would be a good example. You know, if we saved 100% of everything that we made, uh, it would probably be difficult to buy groceries and, you know, uh, where you live. You know, you, you got to consume today. So the, the time preference is always going to be positive in some sense. But, uh, but the higher the time preference is, the more you value today. And the lower the time preference, on the opposite hand, uh, means that you value the future more. Um, so time preference has a massive effect on decision making. Um, the more that you prefer, you know, like it, let's think about a, a short term decision. If you make short term decisions all day, every day, it's probably not going to lead to the best long term outcome. Right. Um, ergo, the, the more that we're able to lower our time preference and think more about the future, it allows us to create better futures. Right. Um, but Bitcoin, you know, for us, I know for myself, 
It's allowed me to lower my time preference, which further allows me to think about and plan for my future, as well as, and more importantly, my future family's future. Um, that's That's been my personal uh, thought. Griff, what do you think? No, I think Nick hit on a lot of key things there with the time preference and in your 20s, I mean, we've lived in a world where everything is now, 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 now. And um, I think most of that is because we're dealing with a very soft form of fiat money that, you know, people are not really accustomed to. It's not backed by anything, and that really can poison your decision-making um, in the short term. And so in your 20s, to have something like Bitcoin uh, and know that it's always going to be worth the same amount uh, from now until – I mean, really the end of time, uh, one Bitcoin, like we keep saying, is always going to be one Bitcoin. Um, and that just helps you save and plan for the future if you know that your money isn't actually going to get printed uh, right underneath your feet. Yeah, you know, earlier I, I hinted at the, uh, you know, that the current fiat money paradigm distorts free markets and price signals. And I even made a post on social media hinting on this. And in fact, my post stated this, which was fiat money is dependent on perpetual debt and spending to keep things going, while at the same time, the very money that you use and save in loses value. Fiat money is easy money and punishes those who plan for the future and rewards short-term thinking. Fiat is not wisdom, in my opinion. It's foolish and is an economic toxin for, for uh, economic foundations. It incentivizes societal rot and moral corruption, and it steals from the masses and rewards an elite few who have been given a monopoly to create it. Can you guys speak to the false reality, Nick and Griff, that the unconstitutional Federal Reserve note has basically created in, in our society today? Dude, I got to say, this question is a doozy. I mean, we could go 12 hours just on this topic, right? But my, my thought here is, since 1971, we officially go off the gold standard. Now, we know it was a broken gold standard before then, but over the last 51 years since then, reality has been significantly altered. Uh, because it's happened over 51 years, it's tough to really perceive in real time, right? Um, it's, it's been one little piece at a time. Um, except for in times of high inflation, like we're seeing today, right? right? We're, we're very aware of what's going on today. But, um, you know, time preference, to go back to the time preference piece, has been heightened or, yeah, heightened little by little, um, leading people to think more about today and not about tomorrow, right. which, as, as we uh, can, can imagine, it leads to not the best long-term outcomes. Uh, but then this also affects, I think, personal responsibility, right? I think that this is a huge piece when you talk about the self-sovereignty of Bitcoin. Um, but then, you know, I, I believe as people are forced to raise their time preference because, because of inflation that they don't have control over, um, the, fu the future becomes more and more dystopian, which is uh, obviously not what anybody wants, I don't think. Uh, but fiat is ultimately leading... Here's my here's my statement here. Alt, uh, fiat is ultimately leading to the destruction of either A, itself, or B, human civilization as we know it. Mm. Okay, that's that's good. Griff, that's what about deep. you, man? <laughs> Nick, that was a big statement, but it is largely true. If you just look at all the things uh, that have changed since 1971, not just that housing prices are going up and up and up and up, but looking at what those housing prices going up is causing is it's causing a destruction of the nuclear family. It's really hard to have a single income family anymore in America. And with that comes kind of a destruction of the middle class. And I don't think it takes too many historians to know that when you start destroying the middle class, uh, the strength of your country is also going out the window. Um, and in America today, it's really hard to be middle class. And most of that just comes from the money that we're using, which is 
fiat, very easy to print, um, and it doesn't always help everybody. Hey, hey, Matt, hey, Matt, I gotta, I'm gonna take this thing over here for just a second. What, what is your thought on that? I mean, this, we're, we're living in an altered reality. I mean, 1971 happens, and that all automatically and inherently puts us on a different path. I mean. I wonder what kind of innovations we could have seen since 1971 had we stayed on, you know, the, the, the gold standard at that time was somewhat broken, right? We know it was. Uh, but, but what kind of innovations could we have missed out on since then? Well, again, it goes back to price signals and incentives, and and I think you know you talked about time preference. Um, obviously, when your when your your time preference is, is altered, I mean, I think we've seen destruction in uh, you know these abstract ideas like uh, you know food and soil and mm. uh, malinvestment and uh, incentivized uh, for people to to you know pursue life in a totally different manner. You know, we we punish savers and reward spending uh, and we reward debt. Uh, so it really is kind of a societal rot, but that, that is a, a brainstorming question and shoot, we could create a whole episode on that. Um, in fact, I think it's important to notice where the trends are going, uh, you know, and, and paying attention where, yes, we might sound like a bunch of, you know, weird guys thinking outside of the box, but even, even some of the mainstream guys and some of the prominent wall street investors are kind of starting to see where the trends are going. Uh, and, and over the last few years, you know, we've seen Paul Tudor Jones, a, a prominent, uh, Wall Street hedge fund manager invest into Bitcoin, and recently he made some interesting comments on CNBC's Squawk, Bo Squawk Box, which is a show about the space at large. And I want I want to play this clip to get your guys' thoughts on this. Now, it's it's not a, a maxi take on the space, but it is easy. It it's easily applies to Bitcoin first and foremost. So, uh, Bob, if you could go ahead and play that clip for us, that would be fantastic. Here's what I see. I see. Uh, generational divide and it's 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 a digital divide and unfortunately Joe you and I are probably on the other side of it though I think we're both scrambling as fast as we can to understand it and and I see it all the time in our quant groups I see it all the time in my kids friends if you look at the smartest and brightest minds that are coming out of colleges today um, so many of them are going into crypto. So many of them are going into the internet 3.0. It's hard not to want to be long crypto because of the intellectual capital, just the sheer amount of intellectual capital that's going into that space. So what do, what do you guys think about that comment? I mean, they, they, they often say that there are two rules when it comes to investing. Follow the money and follow the talent. And I definitely see that happening in Bitcoin in the space. So what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I mean, just my take here. Uh, a lot of things get real confused um, when people say crypto and Bitcoin. And there is a lot of talent um, all over the place, not just in Bitcoin, but in crypto. But just to speak on some of the talent in Bitcoin, there's guys like Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, who's creating things with Square um, and Cash App, where you can do all kinds of different payments um, and send money all over the place uh, almost instantaneously. And it's about decentralizing the real world, whereas some of these crypto projects and a lot of this talent, um, they're really taking it as in a business sense and creating these companies with these tokens that, um, I don't know what you think, Nick, but... Uh, it's a little bit different than Bitcoin. It's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I'm not really too sure where all of the talent in uh, crypto is going. But with Bitcoin, it seems like it's headed in the right direction with Strike and things like Square and uh, good companies like that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you there, Griff. And, and I do agree with, uh, with Paul Tudor Jones 
Um, you know, I think I got to refer back to what I was talking about earlier with younger generations being so comfortable with technology, right? Um, you know, it seems like younger gen- generations are going to adopt new technologies to attack the flaws of our life today, right? And and I think that you know we're obviously seeing huge issues with money right now, uh, but they're going to uh, they're going to adopt new technologies that tackle the flaws of the current system as economic times change. Right. Well, guys, uh, we've got limited time here, but I'm going to go ahead and remind you, if you're listening to this show and you want to learn more, you can go to my website, mattjmore.com. I've got a bunch of resources. In fact, I've even got a book, Foundations for Liberty, where the second half of that book talks about the structural flaws of the current monetary system and, and why this kind of relates to Bitcoin. Uh, really, it's fascinating stuff, and I would just encourage you to, to, to learn and educate because the more you learn about this space, the more you're going to be able to make better decisions. And if if you're like, hey, man, I'm sold. I want to I wanted to get a Bitcoin. There's a resource page on my website, and if you want somebody to hold your hand and you want to set up a consultation, I would be more than happy to meet with you in person and and show you and teach you how to do this safely because there are a lot of bumps and pit holes along the way, so you definitely want to be safe. So when we come back, we're going to have more conversations with Nick and Griff from The Nick and Griff Show. And stay tuned for that final segment of Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore just a couple minutes away right here on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. Cryptocurrency continues on 1023 KRMG. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills in the final few minutes of our program today. But remember, KRMG.com is one place you can hear the rest of this show if you tuned in late or any past or future episodes of Cryptocurrency. For now, back to our host, Matthew J. Moore. Thank you, Bob. We are here back in the saddle, and we are going to close out the show with a great segment with some great guests. And to help me do that is my friend and sponsor and fill-in co-host today, Scott McRoy. Scott, you ready to do another one? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I love it, the confidence, man. Well, guess what? This show is made possible by our sponsors. And one of our sponsors is your business, Bow Up Car Wash. Uh, you know, again, like I said, you know, we love doing this show and it's because of people like Scott that we can do this. And if you haven't noticed already, spring is in the air and in Oklahoma, that means tornadoes and nasty pollen all over the place. Ugh. There's nothing we can do about tornadoes, but we can definitely help you with that yellow pollen tinted car that becomes so prevalent this time of the year. No, that's not a new paint job. That's pollen. Uh, that's why this segment is brought to you by Bubble Up Car Wash in Broken Arrow off 470 East Kenosha Street. They are Broken Arrow's newest locally owned car wash with all the bells and whistles. And to make your car clean, shiny, and dry, they most certainly will do that. Come take advantage of their free vacuums, air wands, and towels. They have unlimited wash plans starting at $19.99 a month, and you can add family members for $15 a month per vehicle. So what are you waiting for? Go cheer up at Bubble Up, and who knows, you might catch a glimpse other family dog, Bentley, the Bubble Up Pup. You can check them out at www.mybubbleup.com. Well, do I get to keep my job, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. You're great. <laughs> okay, You're great. hired. Good. Good. Well, today we've had a wonderful chat with uh, Nick and Griff from the Nick and Griff Show. It's a podcast dedicated to Bitcoin. They're on all the major podcast platforms. I want to welcome both of them back into the studio. You guys still there? Absolutely here. Griff, you there? Still here. How you doing, Matt? Awesome. I got to give a, a shout out to a couple of people that I love dearly. My beautiful fiance here is in the studio with us, Janae. Making the place look better, right? Making it look great in here. And I got to <laughs> give a shout out to my dad. He is listening. What's up, dad? I'm happy you're listening. And 
to my mom. I know she's listening as well. I love you guys. Yeah, I might as well give a shout out to my mother as well. It's actually her birthday today, so happy birthday, mom, if you're listening. Love you tons. Um, but guys, here, this is the question we need to start this segment with. Uh, can you share with everyone where they can find more of your content? Maybe they've enjoyed what you had to say today and they want to follow your show. Absolutely. We are on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we also have video on Spotify and on YouTube. And uh, Griff, why don't you shoot these guys to our Twitter? Yeah, you can reach us at Nick and Griff Show. It's pretty easy the way Nick spells his name, and I guess it's because it's super fancy. Is that right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's at N-Y-C and spelled out A-N-D, and Griff is G-R-I-F-F Show, at Nick and Griff Show on Twitter. Awesome. So as we uh, wrap this up, what do you guys plan to achieve in the Bitcoin space? Do you have any hopes of making a full-time career out of this? Why, why not? Just kind of talk to that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, kind of going back to this earlier, you know, we're really looking to, to be a part of the space. Uh, we, we are a part of the space and we're looking to bring people into the space. We're, we're looking to help people learn as we're learning. Um, but, you know, personally, um, I, I'm looking to broaden my own perspective so that I can have a more well-rounded view of what I believe reality is. Um, and, you know, I would for sure go for a full-time position, you know, if, if the opportunity presented itself and it made sense at the time. Uh, but at the moment, man, this is really just a passion project. I love hanging out with my boy Griff. Um, we hop on in the mornings and, and we drink some coffee and we get to talk about what we believe is best for the world. Yeah, I have to second that. I don't know if I would ever go full time in the Bitcoin space because I really believe strongly that this is about bringing Bitcoin to the real world mm. um, and making the real world uh, more, I guess, Bitcoin friendly space as it were. So um, kind of looking to bring Bitcoin to the real world. And like Nick said, just continue to educate uh, on those Saturday mornings and uh, keep catching up with each other. I love that, Griff. That's good. That's good. Well, and you know, this is kind of a, a deeper question, but you know, obviously there's these two parallel uh, monetary systems. One is kind of decreasing one, while one is increasing and growing in adoption. Uh, we know that the internet uh, or that Bitcoin has a faster adoption rate than what we saw with the internet. Uh, but in your opinion, how, how do we know that Bitcoin has won the monetary war? You know, I think, I think there's a pretty well-defined path for it, right? That's like it's, it's a collectible first, then a store of value, then a medium of exchange, and then a unit of account, right? That's kind of like the defined path. But, you know, I think, I think for the regular people, right, all of us that are here on the, on the show, uh, listening to the show, I think Bitcoin's won that monetary war when people can just save with right. absolute certainty that, oh, this, this is going to be buying power that's there later that I can use for my future family or to buy a home. Or maybe I just want to save because I don't need to consume today. Griff, real yeah, quick. I kind of have to agree with Nick. I kind of think uh, just when you look at the crypto space, it's really just Bitcoin. And I don't know how many more trials and tribulations it needs to go through. Bans, ESG FUD, whatever it may be. Bitcoin's kind of already stood quite a few many attacks. And there's only going to be 21 million. So kind of think that helps it win. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. It was great to have you on the show. I look forward to following your content and having you back on in the future. Again, one more time. Where can they find you? All the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Come hit us on Twitter at Nick and Griff Show. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, guests. Thank you for listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Bob Cooper, an honor to fill in for Russell Mills, who shall return next Sunday at 5, right here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. <laughs>